Hey everyone, this is David Fournier, lead instructor here at the Center for Hebraic Insights. Hey, thanks for joining me on my Anchor.fm broadcast. Hey, just to cover a couple things, the Blog Talk Radio program is going to uh, go into the sunset. There is about 30 hours worth of material. Uh, mostly the Zohar and 15 show will be available for you uh, at any point. Again, there's no charge for anything that we ever do here at the Center. Um, but just to let you know, this will be the home of the new home for the Zohar and 15. It'll also be how we communicate with the podcast and different things we're doing. So let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about when writing the story of your life, make sure that no one else is holding the pen. So you got to shift your focus. You got to shift your energy. And believe me, persistence, persistence, persistence. This is the key to doing it. And persistence, by the way, is the pen. It's the ink, it's the pen that every success story has ever been written with. Um, remember, we talk about the Kabbalistic sages talk a lot about the idea of the um, bread of shame. If you were given a million dollars a day for the rest of your life, $365 million a year, and you could just do whatever you wanted to do with that. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things you could talk about. Oh, we do good things with our life. We do it. all that put aside. At the end of the day, what would we really do? How would you have a sense of accomplishment with that if it's completely unearned? If every time you swing your golf club, it's a hole-in-one. Every time you swing your bat, it's a, uh, it's a uh, home run. Every time you uh, cook a meal, it's the way. After a while, it's persistence. It's the hard work that makes things really work. And when we hit obstacles or roadblocks, what's your reaction? Like, what do you do? I want you to think about these three things. We're going to come back to them through our, our lesson material today. What Everyone wants to start with a strategy. Okay, I have this problem, so here's what I'm going to go do. And I think the quote is Albert Einstein, but I've seen it quoted to other people in that it talks about that you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. And I think that's what happens when we have strategies like, oh, my life really sucks. I'm really down right now. I don't feel good about myself. And in that state, I'm going to say, all right, now I'm going to come up with a plan to make myself a better person. Well, if, if it was that easy, you would have already done it. The first thing we have to do before we start a strategy, and we'll kind of go over this a little bit, when we're talking about spiritual strategies, workplace strategies, relationship strategies, first of all, got to work on that state of mind. And thinking about all right, am I capable of doing this? I got to find a way. Looking how I look through the lenses and my worldview of my life is going to greatly affect the plans I'm going to make. Next, after my state of mind, all right, all right, this is not what I was looking for, but let's find a way to work with what we got is the story. What kind of story do you want to create out of it? Like you think about a lot of people, they had come up with these great strategies and they climb the ladder to the success and they get to the top of the building and realize they had the ladder on the wrong building. So I want a story. All right. I know I can do this. I'm going to find a way. I've got the persistence. I want to be proactive and not reactionary to it. I got my state of mind working for me now. What's the story? What outcome am I looking for? Well, I'd like to be very good at this, or I'd like to have this by such and such a date. Then you can form the strategy that makes it work. There's value when you hit obstacles. There's value in stepping back and getting around the front of the challenge and breaking it free from there. You think about a log jam, you know, a lot of times people are like a river gets backed up or, or there's a big log jam of things and people just keep pushing from the back and pushing from the back. And now we're crushing each other and we're just getting more and more people on a smaller space. Nothing's getting done. If 10 or 15 people went around to the other side and said, Hey, well, let's pull these guys out. The force of the water itself will cause it to break through. The rest of it goes down the road and we can move. Now, remember, 
remember, talk yourself into a better problem, not a worse one. Talk yourself into a better problem, not a worse one. Sometimes that's a great saying. Oh, man, this is really terrible. I need to find myself a better problem. Life's going to be is going to have problems. And I think the greatest challenge with the idea of life having problems is that some people actually think they shouldn't have them. Like, well, I don't want to have problems. Well, you may not want to have problems, but that's just kind of part of life. We've got this many people running around, this much humanity bouncing around. Uh, you're going to have everything from people that are in the grocery store putting their cart sideways and blocking 18 feet worth of walkway. It's going to happen to more serious problems. Worst thing you can have is a superhero complex. Oh, I, if the worse the problem is going to be, the better success I'm going to have at it. That's why those guys are cartoons and <laughs> not real life people. Remember, for state of mind, how am I looking at this? What story? What's the outcome I'm looking for? And then strategy. Now, how do I want to get this done when we're facing the obstacles? Well, what plug this all up? What causes this? And, and next, remember, when you're talking to yourself, by the way, I'll, I'll talk about this in a little bit later on, but talk yourself into a better problem. Okay, I can't solve this, but I could go solve this piece. Think of the log jam. I'll get around the front of it. I'm going to find a way to pull this kind of through a little bit. And let's see what happens. Relieve some of the pressure that's there. Because nothing to me is more significant. Reducing frustration. Reducing frustration helps transform our realities and our current situations. Now, we experience moments where what we're doing is not working. And the worst thing you could do is just keep doing that. <laughs> it's like, man, this isn't working, so I'm going to go do it again. This isn't working, so I'm going to go do it again. One of my kids, who will remain unnamed, one day was home alone and decided that he, I'll tell you that much of it, he decided he wanted to, uh, he got a can of tuna and he put it in a frying pan. He wanted to fry a can of tuna, just dry tuna, and put some soy sauce. I came home. I've never smelled a smell like this before in the house before. It was kind of like a smell of death, uh, boys' locker room, and a bad science experiment. Now, I'm telling you this because in his mind, he thought, well, I just did it wrong. So a couple of days later, he put butter in the frying pan, put the tuna in that, and then put the soy sauce in it, and it still stunk the place up. So if, you're, if what you're doing is not working, you've got to be able to redirect it. Now, in that moment, spiritually speaking, relationship speaking, this is powerful. In that moment, when I hit something and I say, well, this isn't working, and I pull back and I redirect, okay, well, let me go work on this. That's when transformation takes place. That's when transformation takes place. Large and small, that's how we spiritually grow. Spiritual growth is not hammering, 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 and just becoming this dense, blunt hammer object. That's just stupidity. That's not spirituality. We transform when we say, well, this direction is not working. Let's find a way that we can go. And when you look through the episodes of all the Old Testament documents and New Testament documents, it is littered with people who spiritually just said, well, this isn't working. I'll go to a different land. This isn't working. I'm going to go challenge Pharaoh. This isn't working. I'm going, Jesus, this isn't working. I'm going to become a substitutionary sacrifice for sin. All these things work together. We start the transformation. Now, this is very important. Do not use or allow past failures and frustration as fuel. It doesn't work. That fuel has already been burnt. Oh, I tried this before and it didn't work. I, I don't think I've got what it takes. Um, I'm, I'm frustrated by it. I'm not getting the results that I want. And that's not fuel. That's spent energy. That's gone. That's negative energy. Just floating around in your head. It's not going to work. Ask yourself. Ask yourself this question. 
If I stop doing this, whatever this may be, if I stop doing this or that in such a way, and I tried this, what would be the outcome? Transformation occurs when there's transformational activity, when something's moving. And don't get confused. Movement is not achievement. If you have a, you know, I can go to, to King Supers and I can buy a frozen fish. I mean, this guy is stiff as a board. He hasn't seen daylight in a month. And I can throw him in a river. He is swimming down that river. I've got movement, but I don't have achievement. That guy's dead, dead, dead. He's just going with the stream. Miracles and blessings. We hear a lot about this. People praying for them all the time. Miracles and blessings are present in every moment. Transformation is part of developing our ability to be able to see them. We all have these. Well, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I want to be invisible. Or I want to be. <laughs> I want to be invisible. I want to be strong. I. I want to read people's minds. I'm not interested in reading anybody's mind. But this is the most powerful one of all: is developing spiritual awareness and consciousness, and knowing the difference between these two things. Spiritual awareness and spiritual consciousness are two different things. They're two different things. Knowing the difference is it. Miracles and blessings happen all the time. They're around us all the time. And we pass on seeing them. Because of frustration, because of, of our past failures, because we're not getting where persistence says, I know that I can find God in these details. He's in the details somewhere. He's here. They always say the devil's in the details. That's a business term. Spirituality, God is in the details. Awareness, by the way, is the seeing of things spiritually, seeing the beauty of the moment, seeing the beauty in people. And consciousness is the knowing-certainty that God is, is there. He's present. Now, when we redirect our energy, by the way, I know what people are saying right now. No, Dave, you don't understand. The reason I'm hammering away is because I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want to admit failure. I want, I, this is the way you talking about persistence. You're talking about changing directions, redirecting energy and finding another way to get something done. Isn't mean I'm giving up. It means I'm refocusing energy to what's in my control and I'm proactively dealing with adversity in ways that support my growth. Let me say that again. Redirecting my energy is, I mean, I'm giving up. It means I'm going to take that energy. I'm, man, I'm just banging my head against the wall. I'm spiritually not growing. I want to see things move. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm doing these things. I'm just, and people say, well, persistence means I'll just stay there doing the same thing. No, you're not. You're not going to do that. You don't do that in anything else. You don't do that with anything else. It means we're refocusing our energy to what is within my control. Being able to adjust in a positive way to unexpected events means being flexible. They're just things that are just not going to work out. They're just going to be struggles that we're going to fight. There's going to be times where the other day, coming home from work, you know, some of you guys I know work a long time. You work a lot of hours and, and you work those hours. And I get off at six o'clock and I turn down guard of the guys to go to come home. And what do I get? Traffic backed all the way up because there's a water main break. Now, what am I going to do? Am I going to lose my mind? I did, but I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to lose my mind. Am I going to pass out? Am I, or am I going to say, I need to find another route to get home and take that route? Oh, Dave, that route's a little bit longer. Not as long as sitting here watching this show go on. See, we cannot design, create, or implement an effective strategy in our spiritual lives without adjusting our state of mind. All right, I'll just go another route and move on. Just move on. See, our life is unfolding just like it should. That is certainty in the creator that there's, yeah, there's lessons to be learned. 
There's things I can be doing differently. However, at the same time, I have certainty in the creator that I'm in the spot I need to be in right now. Now, this now we'll get into something a little more maybe inspirational. <laughs> but our energetic movement, every one of us has some energetic environment. We have some kind of environment around us. That's the energies we invest as we go through life. And there are people who invest a lot of their energies in negativity. There are a lot of people who invest it in positive, being positive. But as we go through those, what the energies that we invest as we go through life should be drive, courage, willpower, and desire. Let me say that again. They should be drive, courage, willpower, and desire. What is the energy? What is the energy that you put forward? What's your energetic environment? Survival? I just want to be happy. What is it that you're that causes you in that environment? What do you see? If you put on a pair of glasses and they were covered in this energy, what would you be able to see? What would you be able to see? They should be drive, courage, willpower, and desire. These are fundamental elements to spiritual growth. To somebody who just says, man, I, I'm, I may be in a tough place, but I know that God's with me. I know the creator's with me. I know I can get through this thing. And I want to tell you this very important part. The company that you keep is paramount to your energetic environment. It, it is paramount to it. Paramount to it. We cannot op operate powerfully in a spiritual way with negativity between our ears. You just can't. You can't do it. Uh, I love this saying, if you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your head, you're dead. If we're spending all this time in this negativity, it never works out. I don't like what's happening. I should be somewhere else in my life. No, you shouldn't. My life right now is a complete culmination of everything that I've done at this point. Good, bad, indifferent. Great results, not so great results. But the fact is, I'm still alive. You're still alive. You can still hear or you wouldn't be able to hear this podcast. And in that, it means that we are there. But to change your state You've got to change your thoughts. Let me tell you something. you got to spiritually clean out the weeds of negativity that are choking the roses of your true soul. Let me say that again. I want you to clean out the weeds of negativity that are choking the roses of your true soul. Let your soul become what it should become. Well, you know what? I, I'm, I just go from paycheck to paycheck. You know what? That's all right. I thought I would be at this point in my life. Well, that's all right. I thought, I thought, see, there we go change your thoughts, change my thoughts to a thought of appreciation, change your thoughts to a life of thankfulness, change your thoughts to gratefulness. I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute. All of our thoughts, all our words, all our actions are energetically driven. How they come out is how they go in, which is either going to birth positive or negative sharing consequences. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You may not believe it. Maybe you don't see it. Maybe it's hard for you to understand it. You say, I don't know if I believe this or not, but you have an energy that comes off of you. If you don't think so, if you think this is, you know, crazy talk from crazy town, <laughs> if you think that's what it is, ask some of your friends. Ask some of your friends. When your friends call you, what do they talk to you about? When they have positive news that has happened in their life, do you find out about it on Facebook or do they talk to you about it? When somebody's really going through a hard time, do you find out about it from somebody else? Or do they call? Why don't they call you? Why don't they call me? 
because we have an energy, a consciousness about us where somebody says, yeah, just don't, I don't want to talk to, you know, kids, I don't want to talk to my dad about this, <laughs> right? I don't know. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. All right. I don't want to talk to you either. But we have an energy. Everybody says, oh, I don't know about this, this aura, this energy thing. Believe me, you know, when you look at your phone and the caller ID rings up and it's me, you say, I don't want to deal with this guy right now. Why? Because there's an energy that comes off that person. That's why Facebook, in my mind, became so incredibly po popular because you could just throw anything out there and not worry. You just throw it out there. And just kind of see what happens. Stop the negative talk in your head. I know this sounds completely crazy, and sometimes it's not helpful, but there are people that would love my life and love my problems. Remember I said earlier, get a better problem? There are people who would look at my life and say, I wish I had that dude's problems. Not my, not the best things about it, but I wish that I had that dude's problems. So that led me to ask myself a question. Why don't I love my problems? Why don't I love them? And who lied to me? Who have I been lying to? And who's told me I shouldn't have problems? Why don't I love, because you know what? If you love the negative, if you love the problems, if you love the challenges, you will overcome them. Who told us that we shouldn't have problems? Well, problems are a result of not living my life properly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or it could be the fact that there's like 7 billion people stomping around here and we're bumping into them and it doesn't always feel good. Now last, think of what we say and do. Think of what you say and do as actually hitting people on their forehead. What mark are you leaving on their life? Will they grow or suffer because of their actions? Man, I got work to do on this. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, but I got to bring it up. Think about the energy that you put out, the, the way you carry yourself. Because remember, if you're in your head, you're dead. Everything's a problem. Everything's horrible. People are not going to come talk to you. They're not going to come talk to me and share with me when they hear, when they hear of, and I'm telling you, I hear this all the time. Man, I had a long day at work. Yeah, me too. Man, I'm just not feeling the best right now. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I just really didn't sleep good last night. You think you didn't sleep good last night? That's why no one's talking to you. Because of all this tremendous negativity that goes on. It's time that we start breaking through that negativity. By shifting our focus... Our energy and our persistence. Remember, persistence is that pen. What story are you writing? If you don't like the story that's being written, you've got the pen. Remember that work in your head. My state of mind first. All right. I don't like this, but I can work through it. It's a story. Well, what's my outcome? What am I trying to get to? The strategy is how I will get there. But remember that we have that energetic environment. And, you know, they always talk about it. You hear people say, you know, certain things attract certain things and you attract negativity in your life. If you're a negative, you're right, because somebody has to seize all that negativity and go, cool. Here's a person that they're really bummed out about their life. They're really hating the problems they have. I'll go tell them about my problems I hate and we'll just hang out. You know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. But the energetic environment, the energies that we invest in as we go through our lives. And last of all, our words, our thoughts, our actions, they have energetically driven. How they come out is how they're going to hit people. Folks, we just need to get back around. We were, we were designed by God to be in community. 
And Facebook's not community. Twitter's not community. We are designed to be in community. So we've got to start having the right kind of frame of mind, the right state of mind moving forward that things can happen so we can not only help ourselves, but help the people around us that we care about. My name is David Fournier, lead instructor here at the Center for Hebraic Insights. Thanks for hanging out with me on the anchor.fm podcast.